Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. My name's Darren Connell and this is Straight White Whale. The podcast is going to be sponsored by McTassels, a beautiful Greek van ran by a nice family and they sell delicious food. Um, I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast recently, but um, it's really, really nice food. They've got um, a place up at Kelvin Way, the fort, and in Buchanan Galleries. So good, cheap, affordable Giros, getting about it. Paul, how are you? It's good to be back. I'm good, mate. I've just realised that I don't have the McTassel's logo on the TV behind you, but we've mentioned them and I'll, I'll put it on I'll put the wee advert on the screen mate yeah that's alright I said a couple of weeks ago I was going to suck knobs for it <laughs> what else do you want McTassels mate, I've had so many messages about that fucking clip that we put out people just laughing emojis which is you know uh, the the white men's reply to Instagram stories I think that means they want to shag me but um, <laughs> I had so many people being like they promos are fucking hilarious at Darn's Den mate so. oh brilliant Thank you very much. I think mm-hmm. McTassels are happy as well because people are gone up. Are they? Aye. And they're like, why we get it? <laughs> <laughs> straight White Whale, mate. I've been watching that podcast. That's we, class, but... The, the cult of Straight White Whale. So what's been happening, this is the 23rd of February, some massive news yesterday that I was very happy about. What's that? Uh, the bold Nicola Sturgeon is going to be lifting all restrictions on March the 21st this year. Mm-hmm. So that will mean no masks and ASDA, so you don't get anybody annoying you anymore, talking about David Icke. Uh, you can book a holiday and you can just go to a pub and... All the stand-up shows will return back you can to normal. Get back to wanking guys underneath the stalls in the public <laughs> toilets. You can get Aye. back to being the mouth at the other side of the glory hole. Exactly. <laughs> no COVID passports. They've got a toilet up in Kelvin Way. And one time I went in for a piss, <laughs> and a guy gave his mad eye contact, and I just done that, mate. I'm no, I'm no that. I'm no on that side, mate. Unless he's got Giros on his hand. Uh, then I would suck his fucking helmet. <laughs> suck his life out his bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you feeling about uh, Nicola Sturgeon doing that? Um, you know, I don't care, mate. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I am happy, man. I, it, it's made very little difference to my actual life. And obviously outside of lockdowns, yeah. I'm happy to hear that Well, it looks like we're now get coming out the other side of covid like actually instead of just you know yeah. people wanting to just say that because they want to wish it into existence yeah but as far as like the covid passport i've never been anywhere where somebody's like you need you need your covid passport um wearing a mask i don't mind mm-hmm. means you don't need to smell fucking people's honking breath <laughs> but um i'm i'm happy that we're now coming out the other side of the pandemic i think that the thing that I'm most happy about is that I've no had COVID mm-hmm. and the idea of having to isolate, you know, like that. Yeah. I think that hits people like Aye, 10 days, Aye. losing 10 days wages and stuff. Aye, and, mate. and I'm self-employed. So that's yeah. like a nightmare to me, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so happy days. It's good times ahead. Um, that sounded like a fucking theme tune to something there, didn't it? <laughs> good times. Eh? No, I, I'm having a stroke. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm buzzing. I'm just happy, man. I, I was gigging at the weekend. I was gigging at the Glee in Glasgow on Friday and Saturday, and it was full capacity gigs. And it was like the Glee's 350 capacity, I think. Right. Friday was not sold out, but there was probably close to 300 people. And Saturday was sold out. And see, to walk into a venue like that, I've done lots of gigs to many people, mm-hmm. but that was the first because the stand's only 200 capacity. Right. So to walk into a full venue, I was like, fuck, man. The nerves hit me. Right. Nobody was wearing masks and I want that to happen. I want life to go back to normal, but it was Aye. just a shock to the system. How so, did you get done, mate? Um, we're all pals, aren't we? Aye. Friday, I was very, very nervous. Right. Saturday, I smashed it. Superb, mate. So, but I, I believe that I smashed it on Saturday because I was annoyed at myself. I'd done enough on Friday. I'd done enough. Right. I passed. But I walked off stage thinking, I'm a cunt. I could have done so much done better. better. I was very nervous. I mm. forgot stuff on stage. I pulled it back though. But see, when you're just that nervous, it feels different. 
and Saturday I was just like, aye, that's not happening again. And there was some hecklers in and I dealt with them and I done really well. And when I walked off the stage, I was like, yes, man. That's superb. It was good for the soul, mate. Uh-huh. Good for the mental health. See, to have that intense feeling of nerves and feeling like, just like putting your body through that again. Because I've been living in a lockdown for two years, not doing anything for stimulus or anything like that. I was like, I'm back. It's uh-huh. like cold water therapy. <laughs> cold water comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Try and do stand up while you're in fucking, what is it, it needs to be below three degrees. That's oh. what they should do, mate. That, that could be a fucking, that could be a bit. You go in the tub, you clasp your hands, you do the Wim Hof breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Pat and Mike walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got a Yazoo? Uh, <laughs> I know people that do that, right? And some I've been seeing a lot of them recently and they've been tossing me growlers. I'm like, hey, I fucking told you I went and done it uh, and I enjoyed it. Fuck him, mate. Fuck him. What about the Queen? The Queen, aye. So we'll get to the Queen in two seconds. Yeah, I'll edit that. Very, very... No, don't edit it. It's all good. You're my baby and I love you. Don't edit it out, please. Yeah? <laughs> Joe doesn't do that way. To Jamie. <laughs> to Jamie. He just bullies him, mate. Oh, well. I get kisses. You bully me, it's the other way about. No, no, no. No, I don't. Um, but it's, it's, it's very, very good to get back into stand-up comedy and to get a purpose again. I feel like it's gave me an energy and it's gave me this life. It's just, see, when I started doing this podcast, mate, see, when I came in here, I actually wanted to kill myself. Honestly, mate. Oh, really, mate? Right at the start. Just it was in the background and never seen a way out. When you've got something that's so regular in your life that is stand-up comedy, to get it all took away and it's no your fault uh-huh. was just such a strange feeling. Because if I fucked it, I would have accepted it. But I was like, my life seems to be fucking up and for once it's no my fault. Uh-huh. So I just came in here and I felt like I had a cloud over me, man. Aye, mate. I'm so fucking glad that we've done this together oh good mate it's been good for me mate no i feel like i'm pure awkward no an awkward uh i don't even know what i'm trying to say eye contact for pure intense here <laughs> no but <laughs> mate i'm a therapist i have these intense what people would say awkward conversations with people all the time yeah. you don't need to feel awkward about telling me shit like this or, or... It's, it's not exactly telling you telling you it's saying thank you right that's what i'm well I feel actually for. mate i really appreciate that because um you know i we've got a couple of people that we know like in common through comedy through me working with comedians doing media and and you being in the comedy scene and um i think i, I think i kind of knew that you, you weren't there you know what i mean i think i was like i don't remember having like making a conscious effort to be like um you know i really want to encourage down until maybe like two or three episodes in where i was like i remember you saying to me um like this is kind of saving me a wee bit and i'm and i'm thinking about getting back to doing stand-up and i was like right and i, I want to encourage this guy to, yeah. because it's like people could think i'm suicidal um or like i'm depressed or and actually you had your full fucking purpose and so many people are in this boat mate ripped away for you by something that was completely out of your control yeah and to hear you say that you were back in a sold out venue in Glasgow, 350 people, you nailed it after the night before. I'm like fucking buzzing for you, mate. Absolutely thank buzzing you, for mate. you. I'm very, thank you very much. That means a lot. And uh, I can't believe how when you feel bad, it's so true that they say that it's temporary because I never thought I was going to get away for that. And it was weird to see when you feel shit. I was like, I know that this is no natural. This is no unnatural feeling. It's just for the time being. And uh, I'm so glad I just powered through, man. That people are actually asking us questions about the podcast. They're f- through the podcast. They're saying, I want to come and see you do gigs and stuff. Oh, really? So, um, which brings me to the fact that I don't want to give too much information away, but I'm, I've been talking to someone about a Scottish tour. And Paul's going to be involved as well uh, through filming and stuff. And uh, Don't tell people that, mate. They'll fucking come up to me. I'm kidding on. Come on up to me. Come no, you're, you're not doing it anymore. <laughs> 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 I'm an egomaniac. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, but 
so I'm gonna I'm gonna announce um tour dates a, a Scottish tour <sighs> and we're gonna work on something when I'm no one hundred percent sure it's gonna be very soon and uh, I'm working on it so stay tuned and Paul if you want to film it you're more than welcome and also if you want to just sit in the shadows with a mic. And just shout random <laughs> shit, just interrupt you, stop you I in your flow. Interrupt the uh, punchlines, but <laughs> <laughs> say them before that, mate. You should call it the straight white wheel tour. Aye, I know that you were saying a couple of weeks ago, like, oh, I wish I hadn't called it that. I don't know if we said that off mic or on mic, but everybody comes in, like, you've seen the reaction that you got when you come in there. <laughs> I tell everybody the name of this podcast now because everybody's pure, that's fucking class. Oh, that's brilliant. And you come up with it. Yeah. So it's your creative name, you know what I mean? It's grown on me. It's definitely grown on me. And uh, I'm I'm very, very happy. So moving on for uh, my stand-up comedy, Love Fest. Uh, what's been happening? The Queen. There's rumours that the Queen uh, might be dead. Ladies and gentlemen, the Queen. The Queen. <laughs> the, the, what's that called? The Loving Cup or something like that? <laughs> or something like that, mate. That fucking creepy hang that Rangers did in the first game after the new year. Unless it's Celtic, in which case they don't do it. Which is surely somehow racist. I don't know. Does that make Rangers racist? Fuck them. But uh, no. Um, so there's, she's got COVID. So that She's got COVID. She's 93. Mm -hmm. not quite betty white right she's made a dust yeah right but what's the rumors that she's deep what's... so there's a twitter account called the hollywood uncovered and they announced that she's dead actually dead and then they deleted the comment so there's a rumor going about that she's dead i don't think pecanin uh buckingham Buckingham Palace. Uh -huh. Did I say Buchanan bus Buchan. station? Buchanan bus station have <laughs> no said the Queen's dead yet. Buchanan bus station are going to announce. <laughs> People just waiting to go in the X whatever back to Kirk and Tullet. Pure boo boo. The Queen is dead. Aye. Aye. Pure. I've got a funeral up in Kirky. Can I get an old day ticket? Who is it for? The, the Queen. You can fucking bury the old cow with Thatcher. Fuck it. No, but um. Oh, I've got fucking tickets to sell to proddies we can't <laughs> can't fucking off the off the uh audience aye but i'd seen somebody on uh twitter say oh it, i don't think people should be uh what is it willing death on an old woman i mean she's she's just an old woman and it's like uh, the fuck up like seriously she's an evil old bastard man like she yeah. fucking Diana, like, I mean, fuck's sake, the shit that's went on with Harry, if yeah. you need any more proof that, you know, these people are fucking bastards, yeah. what do you need? And see, to be honest, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if she dies. Who cares? It's like the kind of, maybe it's a, a crazy example to to use. It's, what's that big, massive, you know, there's like a warhead is it Gerlock Head? There's like arms up there. There's an army base up there. Right. Uh huh. It's like nuclear war stuff. Uh huh. So when we go, Scotland want to go independent. They want to get rid of that A fast lane. Aye. Uh huh. Because it's costing millions and millions of pounds. Aye. To maintain the fucking things. So people that are pro union are saying, "What are people in fast lane going to do for a job?" And you're like, "You can't really." That's like saying the concentration. What's the fucking Nazi guards going to do? <laughs> Like aye. they shouldn't be working there. Like aye. get a fucking grip. Aye, that's that's like a pure straw man, mate. Oh, we need to. It's like we could create anything. I mean, the the nuclear wars, the nuclear bombs that are uh, thing made at fast lane are useless, mate. They are fucking useless. If they try to fire them, it would be like something out of fucking Acme, like out yeah. a fucking Roadrunner. Be pure. If they press the button, right? But they. They're, they're a deterrent and like against what like what's the biggest threat that we've got russia yeah Do you know the weapons capabilities that russia's got they they we fucking they're like sticks and stones to these fuckers right Aye. so take away that oh well think about the economic impact to the people in Fastlane. did you think about that when you shut down all the coal mines did you think about that when you shut no you didn't you thought about the fucking money the yeah. profit like, aye, fuck that. And if we're going to go independent, take your fucking nuclear weapons back to your own fucking country. Why are yeah. they even getting stored here anyway? See if there were to be an attack on Fastlane, Glasgow's toast, mate. 
Aye. Weird deed. Every single person within like a hundred mile radius of them is gone. I, I hate that, mate. Oh, but I, what I also hate is, oh, but what about the tourism that she brings into the country? Like they Myth. all, they all sucking us fucking dry, mate. Like Aye. they fucking just take, take, take. They don't give anything fucking back. They don't give anything to Scotland. No, or uh, or Britain. Yeah. Like the average person, food banks up. What a thousand percent in the last ten years, uh-huh. and they're sitting there on billions of pounds and wealth and fucking trinkets that they stole off of India and Africa and blah blah blah, and we still give them fucking millions, hundred and twenty-four million pound a year to them and a fund for what, like, so that she can pay off her fucking nuns, fucking sons, man. Get the fuck, man. I hate it. I think it's it's a con. Yeah. Sorry for my rant, mate. No, it's alright. I was wondering what that background noise was. They're I thought it up. was a fucking scream, but it was a dog. Uh, a unionist <laughs> screaming at his fucking screaming at his. But a Masonic cowboy. Like seriously, like what makes them any better than anybody else on in no, this they country? Don't. It's, it's strange. It's. Uh, I mean, I certainly don't wish death on anybody. I don't care who it is, but uh, they're worthless. They're pointless. And, uh, I don't wish her to be dead, mm-hmm. but I don't care if she's here or not. Yeah, I, like. What what fucking difference does she make to my life? She's on the money. Yeah. That I fucking spend like it's it's the biggest con I think that has it's when we look back and we're like oh how ridiculous was it back then? You're like we're still living in that. Yeah. We're still peasants to these people. Yeah. And they've got a, they've got a family of thousands that get paid to do fuck all. I remember um, ex girlfriend I went out where when I worked in at Asda probably about fifteen years ago. Ma- Margaret Thatcher died when whatever year she died and I was like she was an evil bastard and she deserves she does not deserve a state from no she was a cruel cruel evil bastard and there'll be a lot of people in Scotland happy that she's dead uh-huh. and my ex was like that's somebody's mum I was like do you know what she's done like every I mean I know it's a comedy podcast but we're not going to get probably too, think that's funny I, we're not going to get too deep into it but she was evil. She was an evil, evil bastard. For the war to benefits. I mean, even modern day Tory stuff, they've got fucking disabled people. Like people with can't they're taking people with cancer off benefits and all Mate, that. We are we are still living in the aftermath of Thatcher's Britain. Yeah. Because it changed. It used to be that people within we were part of something right we we were all kind of pushing in one direction like for things like the world war see if we like she is responsible for the reason why people wouldn't go and fight for this country anymore the reason why i wouldn't go and fight for this country anymore she reduced the neoliberal dream was to reduce get rid of society and reduce everybody down to the individual so that they could manipulate and so that it was just about you you make money See the guy next door to you? Fuck him. And we are still living in that. It's yeah. part of the reason why we're failing is yeah. like nations and countries and our societies literally crumbling underneath our feet because they want they, they got people to stop believing and like we are all in this together and made it about a competition as a way to make fucking money. It's yeah. it's actually vile when you think about it. And Reagan did it in America and she did it here. And yeah. it changed everything. And she said that the biggest, her biggest success was Tony Blair because he destroyed the left in this country. He brung the left into line with that centrist. You don't matter to me. What matters to me is what I can get out of you. Yeah. And we, I just, I can't get on board with it. And I'm, I'm with you. Like, do I think that she was an evil person? Like, maybe not right maybe she didn't know what was going to happen the ramifications are all the things that she put in but um i think there was definitely a part of her that was fucking greedy and was um horrible at the core and i share somebody's more and guess what he's a cunt too yeah what's his name uh, I was going to say Ben Thatcher but I think that's a football player but um, <laughs> a centre back for Wolves uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Giggs there's a, he's a um, but no mate aye this is the elite like this is I think what annoys me about this is that people who have got nothing care about these people who do not give a fuck yeah. if they live or die and 
that that just that I can't get my head around that. I can't I can't get on board with people that are like, but she's the queen, and all. But what about the family history? Fuck off, yeah. man. Like, because people will always say, yeah, but what about the Pope? I'm like, well, fuck the Pope as well. Aye. Fuck the Pope. Fuck the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. Fuck the Queen. Uh-huh. Fuck them all. Aye. Every single what? Fuck every single one of them. It's a system that is there for them to extract for people that have fuck all the very little that they actually have. And they did it, even Thatcher did it with people's pride. They took away the shipyards, they took out, they, what we spoke about, we, I mentioned it earlier, they stripped away identity for people uh, and they didn't put anything in its place. Now, you, we could get into a, a, an economic argument about, well, production and manufacturing is cheaper to do in China and India and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. That's that that that's the whole one-track mind of like, how much money can we make here? Aye. But now we're dry. We've got nothing left. Yeah. People are now going to food banks to feed their fucking wains and we've got energy prices that are tripling overnight on people and can't afford it. Yet, we are still bowing to this fucking idea that somehow this family are better than everybody else in this country. Yeah. I just cannot buy into it. I just will never buy it, mate. I agree with you. Uh, fuck her. <laughs> I agree with you, mate. <laughs> what else has happened? Uh, I say fuck the Pope. I mean, fuck them all apart from John Paul. He was all right. He was the John biggest Paul cunt of the saying, moment, mate. Hey, it's my podcast. He, he oversaw... Fuck uh, okay. up. Okay. Don't say oversaw fucking nothing. <laughs> he fucking was my granny's favourite. The pedo hider. <laughs> the pedo hider. They <laughs> shifted cunts about. Um, that sounds like a good podcast. Well, we call it the pedo hider. The great pedo hider. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by McTassels. Um They've got a show pop out of the fort. <laughs> Kelvin Way and Buchanan Galleys. It's a Greek family, so you know they would take Thatcher and all. Go up and get yourself a lamb giros, man, with halloumi. Get chips in it and all that and salad. Dugs eat it off the pavement. I say I'd suck a banger for it. And I love Pope John Paul II, so... We'll get in. We'll move on for politicians because I hate that shit, mate. And I'm not talking about Russia and Ukraine either. Ah, I, I need people to escape. When I watch comedy or listen to a podcast, I want to escape reality. So I'm not talking about that shit. <coughs> a lot of people told me to talk about it. And would you want to listen to Bobby for Scott Squad talking about Ukraine for? <laughs> uh, I went back to the sauna in the steam room. Right. There's a lot of things that I've forgot what it's like just full of racist fucking bigots right in the saunas in the steam rooms right how, how especially in Springburn and Bishy what one do you go to? Bishop Briggs well we try and get a sponsor off them <sighs> mate I hate it so much it's a great sauna and it's an amazing steam room but they kind of know me I know so it's just like alright pal how you doing you still doing the police squad show I'm like it's Scott squad aye police squad I'm like Right, must you get paid for that? I'm like, uh, what? Do you know Martin Compton? I think I've said this on the podcast before, but because I've put on weight, I've put on a bit of weight, right? And I know I've put on weight, but these cunts just pipe in with their shit, like, and it's always fat people as well. It's this guy in the sauna was just like, ah, put the beef on, I mate. I'm sitting there drinking a bottle of water thinking I never asked you in my head I know I'm like a bit ironic coming for a fat cunt the cunt was bigger than me but he started saying daft things like why don't you do things like drink more water (laughs) (laughs) you're like clearly it's working for you so maybe I'll give it a go you know what I mean but I feel like saying like you don't know anybody's story like you don't know who I'm or or what I've done you could have a thyroid problem you know what I mean but I think that for what we've talk, talked about earlier, it's probably been a part of the mental health issue. Yeah. Right? And it's like, thanks very much for pointing out what I already fucking know and has been an adverse effect of poor mental health. Yeah. Love that for you, mate. You're fucking yeah. fat ride. I know. Fat, baldy bastard. Right, he's a fucking taxi driver. He was a taxi driver. Are you a fucking kid, no? Aye. Mate. i tell oh. you another thing, though. I don't know if this is oversharing. I have been oversharing quite a lot jump into a taxi driver and I'm like I'll be like I was going to talk myself four months ago but I've been taking multivitamins I'm <laughs> already right. a podcast <laughs> <laughs> something but I was saying to him uh, 
I I did. I don't know if I, I should say this, but a couple of about a week ago, I was watching Netflix, and I was on my bed. I was like lying on my stomach in my bed, and I was just scratching behind my my neck, uh-huh. and I was like, "What the fuck is that, man?" So I found a lump on my neck. Right. And I basically I went to the GP and I told the GP like what it is, and he checked it. Mm-hmm. So. I had to go to another GP that's right beside my guy and I'm getting my blood. He took my blood and checked my blood and they're checking it for... They asked me numerous questions, right? Because I've got a picture here of me. I don't know if you will see this. You probably won't see this. It's a picture of me at the start of lockdown when I trained with my cousin. Uh I'm probably minus five stone. I'm minus five stone in that. Right. And that seems to be common in my life, like four stone, four stone weight loss, four stone weight Yo-yo. gain. Right, uh huh. And I, I told the guy, look at the start of lockdown, I lost, I lost my hair and all that. And he says that's really common with thyroid stuff. Right. So, and see when I found a lump on my neck straight away, I'm like, is it cancer? Of course, I. You shouldn't Google things either. No, cause no, mate. Normally, if you find a lump and you Google it, it's always going to be cancer, right? Uh-huh. But see, now, if you Google it, it's going to be like side effects from vaccine aye, aye, or that aye, shit. Aye, aye. So you're thinking it's cancer. You're thinking it's vaccine problems. I'm no a dafty. I know it's no that. Yeah. So the guy checked the lump and he said, everybody thinks it's cancer, but anytime I check it, it's always a... Uh, a gland uh-huh so you've either been sick you've had a virus maybe you've had covid and uh-huh. you've not even realized it yeah and see when your your body's sick normally your glands get bloated inflamed, inflamed bloated i'm in the red group <laughs> i've got bloated fucking glands so it's either in your neck it can be under yeah. your armpits aye, aye. yeah your, throat, about your breast and stuff like that mate. or uh, your groin yeah and he says i think you've been sick and that's what's happened but because i've got health anxiety and i've never had anything like that tested plus my hairs fell out all that shit i'm getting my thyroids checked i'm getting my red blood cells and white blood cells checked and all that shit Uh he said if the lump's there in a couple of weeks come back and they'll get in touch with me within seven days if anything's wrong if nothing's wrong they'll get in touch I kind of hope it is my thyroid. Aye. Because then I'll be like, you call me a fat bastard. <laughs> Aye. Ready made excuse for your, your thing, mate. But like, Thatcher's Britain. Aye, fucking, that's Margaret Thatcher's fault. <laughs> fucking old bit. Um, I think you, you touched on an important point there, mate. And it's something that I deal with a lot with clients that come in and they'll be like, and, and they'll always be like, health anxiety checking, oh, checking everything. And I'm like, what's the first thing you do when you notice something's not right? And they'll always be like, I Google it. Yeah. And I go, right, health anxiety is quite a new thing, right? Uh-huh. What did people used to do? They went to the doctor. And yeah. I'm like, right, Google's not an expert, yeah. right? So, and it, it'll work on an algorithm. And what seems to be the human behavioral thing is, is that we go to the worst thing. So it's the clicks. So if everybody goes to the cancer click, then that's what's going to come up to the top, right? Yeah. So that's what you're experiencing. And I'm just like, if you are genuinely worried, stop Googling, make an appointment and go to your fucking doctor and speak to an expert Yeah. and wait for the results. And when, the, when they tell you whatever it is, accept that that's what it is. Like, yeah. um, But I think I read a statistic once, doing some research to help somebody with health anxiety, that if a million people go to the GP in the UK with a lump, there's like five of them turn out to be cancer. Yeah. That's how, but that's probably the, the amount of anxiety that we have about our health that, that people go, I think it's right. Like if you notice that something's wrong, don't worry, don't Google, straight to the fucking doctor, yeah. 111, NHS 24, straight to the doctor, get it checked out. And yeah. then you can deal with whatever, if it is the worst case scenario, then you're in the right hands, you're in yeah. the right place, you know what I mean? Um, But you're right, mate got to google you could literally go oh, i've got a black dot on my big toe and it'll be like you're dead tomorrow mate yeah perfect example of google is see if you don't know anything about vitamins and uh-huh. you know how you get people that say all oh, vitamins are a lot of shit uh-huh. put into google is taking vitamins good for you 
and you'll get anything from yes, you should take it uh-huh. every single day uh-huh. to B12 will give you liver cancer and will fucking give you brain cancer and all that type of shit. So you're true, mate. Don't listen to Google. I found a lump in my boss once, I know, and I thought it was cancer. Aye, uh, so did I, mate. I'll get, the guy had to get right in about my boss. It's it embarrassing, just, isn't it, mate? It, um, aye. Getting, getting your boss played with after, after a doctor. I, I had the same, mate, and it, he said it was gristle. And I'm like, I'm no, I'm no cooking bacon in my boss, mate. You eating pulled pork? <laughs> but no, it was, it was I, I went with a pure, and he was like, oh, no, it's just like tissue, it's like gristle tissue or something. I was like, right, okay. But that's the thing, like, you check it, you find it, you go and get it checked yeah. out, man. People don't do that. People sit and worry and look at things and go, oh, I'm going to diagnose myself before I go to the doctor and make sure that it is that because I don't want to go through that embarrassing thing of going up getting your boss out and you know like a gp seeing your fucking worry you know what i mean what's the worst thing that's gonna fucking happen like he's gonna blow up <laughs> put it in his group chat maybe like <laughs> Aye, get your banger out in front of your doctor uh, you want to see the state of his boss man they were fucking because you always think it doesn't matter if it's a guy or a woman doctor you're like i don't want to hit a hard on see as soon as you pull your knob out in a gp surgery your dick <laughs> goes up your asshole <laughs> obviously you're not going to get hard if you do get hard then you need help <laughs> especially when you think you've got cancer well, i'm actually impressed that you would that you could actually have the bodily function while you're going through the worry you know what i mean like fuck's sake if my dinner's on i can't hit a fucking hard on i've got anxiety i'm not too sure if i've said this before but um <laughs> I never knew it was cancer at first, so when I found the lump, I was scared and thought it was cancer on my boss, and I was like, God, if I get testicular cancer, uh-huh. and and then it was like, before, by the time I found it to the time I went to the GP, I felt really guilty about having a wank, so I was like, I don't know if I should have a wank, because that, is that going to fuck my boss up? Right. And uh, I only lasted like 20 minutes. <laughs> what, the wank lasted 20 minutes, or... Not to the decision (laughs) 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 to have a wank. (laughs) You're like, fuck it. But it turns out that, you know, having a wank is good for you. It prevents prostate cancer. If I was having a 20 minute wank, no wonder I've got a lump in my buzz. It's the longest wank you've ever had. I've been full of stuff and I've I've went to town. (laughs) I remember one time, I think I said this on the podcast, I took mushrooms once and I had a wank to... A Daft Punk video. <laughs> Did I say that? No, I don't think so. I've got a stand-up comedian pal that gave us some mushrooms years ago before I was sober and I drank them in my room through a protein shake. Disgusting, vile shit. And it kicked in and I started, I watched Daft Punk live in concert and I don't know why i done it, but I was like, I bet you having a wank would be amazing. But because I was out my tits and mushrooms, I didn't want to stick porn on. My my head was a wee bit pickled. Aye. And I just started having a wank to like around the world, around <laughs> the world. But <laughs> I was like, after a while, I was like, how long's this been fucking how long's this concert on for? Like at certain points I was hard, other times I was floppy. <laughs> you looked down, you've just rubbed it down to a nub. It's just like fucking bump. Like, I swear oh. to God, mate, I had a floppy wank. Like I mean I was hard at one point. But at one I've point I was mate. like it wasn't even see because you're out your nut. Uh, Normally you have a wank like that. I was out my nut, I was like that. Ah. I think the dog, you know that dog that's in that video, the Daft Punk video. I'm like, I'm having a wank at a dog. No, no, I'm a... I don't even think I fucking. Did not finish, mate. No, playing pool with rope. I was like, ah, man, what the fuck, man. Couple tunnel. I started thinking about shit like I've got a bill to pay tomorrow, man. Better get to the bank. I'm with Clydesdale, man. You can't get any Clydesdales anywhere. Oh, no, dun, dun, dun. oh mate, that's fucking hilarious, man. How long have you went? Oh well, uh, <laughs> for the couple of drunk ones that I've woke up with my dick mahon, like you fall asleep, <laughs> you're gone that long. But um, I'd I'd a I'd a. A friend with benefit, like during the single years, like the fucking wonder years. Now, the last time I was single, I had a lassie that I used to see and she was into like sort of tantra. She wanted to have sex for at least an hour. Wow. Um, And she was into edging, which is like the way that you get into control 
Mm-hmm. Like, and she would be like, oh, I'll get the baby oil out and I'll give you a wank, but you're not allowed to come for at least an hour and stuff like that. So I think the longest I've went probably, <laughs> like, with a wank is pro- like, no me, myself, but with her is like an hour. But I've had, I've shagged on pills, mate, and it's like, you're, you're actually like looking at the clock, like, I would maybe just rather just stop and go to sleep. Yeah. Like, you're pure canny. Like, there was one time where, I, did I mention this on the podcast before, where um, I was on, I thought I was coming down, and my missus at the time just got down to her underwear, and I get a pure instant hard on. Like, like the pill kicked back in. I was like pure, oh, I need to shag her, shag her now. And then we went that long, she was like, gonna just hurry up. And I was like, I can't, like, I'm trying. Um, the sun was coming up, not now that way you're sweating. <laughs> you're fucking pure pushing sweating. Not like, fuck's sake. And I fucking shot a load that went oil my face, oil the heatboard, like, hit the wall behind the fucking bed and all that, because it'd been, been gone that long. It was like pure gush. You've, you've got the fucking comfort of sitting behind the camera <laughs> as you're saying that. I need to sit here like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting, that. actually interesting, but it was like something that I mate, I fucking screamed, like it, <laughs> it was almost like, if you ever fucking had an orgasm that's that intense that you're like, I don't know if I enjoyed that or not, like I'm kind of confused with what happened there, like yeah. kind of like, maybe that was the pills as well, maybe looking about going, I'm <laughs> questioning my existence, like what's going on here, <laughs> burying our souls a day mate. I know, it was, I, I know. Oh fuck, I forgot the hot sauce again. I put a reminder in my fucking phone. Is there plenty left? Aye, there's hundreds of it, mate. I'm not touching it until we eat it. Um, Aye. Like, I need to eat it with something, though. I was, I'd get chicken wings. Yeah. We'll just put a wee bit on it. I think I'm procrastinating on it because I think it's going to ruin our day. We could do it towards the end of the podcast. We would need to, mate. Because yeah. it's like a... You feel like you're tripping. Aye. It's like that level. You're like... My consciousness has shifted. Like it's. So you, I get a dab on my finger day that 10 minutes later i'm wanking to that punk video <laughs> can you feel my tongue <laughs> put a wee bit of hot sauce on your boss oh did you see the drake king no no did we talk about this last week nope. no i was i talking to somebody else about this so it turns out that drake right to, to stop being honey trapped he puts hot sauce into the johnny after he shot his load so he'll go into the toilet put some hot sauce into the johnny where he's come and then put the johnny in the bin Wow. And there's a story about a lassie running through pure, ah, because what lassies will do, I don't know if this is true, I don't know if it's bullshit, is that they'll shove the used Johnny up and empty it into themselves to try and trap him. Wow. So he's resorted to putting hot sauce in the Johnny. So he's like hurting people, but you know, oh, I right. suppose it's what they're doing to themselves. I mean, he could just wrap it up in a bit of toilet paper and put it in his pocket and then put it in a bin when he's getting a taxi him. It's a good point. Instead of carrying a fucking bottle of hot sauce about them. But then I'm no Drake, I don't know. You ever had somebody try and honey trap you? Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> honey pot. It's like the holes of eyes here, mate. Come on to fuck. Uh, Everybody's got a type, mate. And by the way, I've got a mate, a mate, a mate, a mate who I won't name, whose missus, he didn't want Wayne's. And she would go and tap him one day and just sat and tap him and just rode him until he fucking shot inside her and had a Wayne. Wow. Pure trapped him and blatantly did it. Like, yeah. Just refused to get off him. All right. How would you feel if that happened to you? I'm just, um, I want my whole. <laughs> as long as you get a McTassels. <laughs> Feed me a McTassels and you can have my wings. I won't be screaming. <laughs> I won't scre- scream when I orgasm. <laughs> Imagine just screaming when you shit a load. <laughs> right. Would you rather, right, shit yourself every time you have an orgasm? Or shit yourself every time you see your ma. Shit myself every time I have an orgasm. Why? Because I feel like I could, you know, that could be a sexual thing. That you could just find a partner that likes yeah. that type of stuff? You could sit in a pan. <laughs> <laughs> What's that called? That's called something. Scat. No, I've no, sort of heard... it's called something where you get a blowjob while you're taking a shite. Right, this this is a filthy podcast today. I'm going to Google this, right? We're talking about the queen dying and then we're talking about me doing shites. Let's let's have a, a wee... But, but, have you got anything else there while I Google what this aye, is aye. called? I'll go through the stuff. Um, people responded well to my uncle's story last week, by the way. Jerry. That dream that I had about my uncle. Aye. 
People were fucking freaked out really by that. It. Oh, it's called a blumpkin. A blumpkin? Aye, that's when you're get, you get a blowjob and have a shit on a pan at the same time. Don't ever cut me off as I'm talking about my dead uncle to say... <laughs> I don't mind getting cut off, right? <laughs> cut me off. But don't cut me off to say... You knew what cause, I was doing. Don't say it's because it's a blowjob and a shite as I'm talking about my <laughs> mentally ill uncle. You knew what I was doing. Why did love, you, you brought it up. Aye, that, so you get a good reaction. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I need to try that, a blowjob and a shite at the same time. Uh, I might fuck my back though. Hey comedy everybody <laughs> um i tell you another funny uh, you want me to tell you a funny story about jerry because we just ended that podcast it was really fucking intense and everybody was watching it thinking was that a joke or was it real and it was real right we just ran out of time we ran out of time so i'll tell you how many t- how long have we got left 20 minutes mate. 20 minutes of time. don't do a lot of editing on this mate no okay it's all right I'll tell you a funny story about jerry right right quick for people that have no listened to last week listen to last week right my uncle jerry had mental and physical health problems through alcohol abuse he lived the rest of his life with a disability he needed to take medication every day he needed to take a jag in his ass as well have you heard of that right was that a vitamin no no actual medication because he's seen fucking Jesus coming through right, the water. Right. Antipsychotics or Aye. something, right? <clears throat> so I'm 10 years old. It's my birthday, mm-hmm. 19th of June. I'm in the kitchen doing the dishes and Jerry bursts through the front door. He's got a bag full of messages and he's like, like a silverback gorilla, essentially, yeah. in the kitchen and I'm doing the dishes for my ma. And he's like, ah, all right, all right, you'll never guess what. He's what? standing there with fucking a bag of messages. I'm thinking, oh, there's my uncle on my birthday. He's there with a bag. It must be a wee present. And I was like, I don't know. What is it? And he's like, guess, guess. And I was like, I don't know. What is it, Jerry? And he done that. Your granda died last night. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, ah, he died. He had a heart attack and he died. He's like, he was going to go to Blackpool with your gran and he had all his suitcase packed up and he died. He died the night before he went to Blackpool with your gran. So, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Darren. <laughs> I don't know what's more shocking. The fact that he did that to you or the fact that your mom made you do the dishes on your birthday, mate. That's, that's child abuse. So he actually died on my birthday. Who was that? My granda. Your granda? Oh, mate. Your 10th oh. birthday, did you say though? Yes. Fuck's sake, mate. And it was my mentally ill uncle that told me the news for some reason. That broke the news. So obviously it was devastating at the time because I loved my granda. <clears throat> uh-huh. But looking back in an adult and I think, why did they why did they let Jerry break the news? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How could it not have been uh, my dad or something? Like they left it to the Aye. family member that was off his fucking Aye. nut. Why did they not take your side and break it to you gently rather than it getting announced to you where like a guy running in with his messages and you're pure, what am I getting for my birthday off <laughs> him Uncle Jerry? And he's pure, a, a punch to the gut. That's what Aye. you're fucking getting. I was like, why are you laughing, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> but then I need to realise he was just fucking mentally ill. Getting injections in the fartal to fucking stop the psychosis, mate. That's Aye. mental, mate. Like, I... I I mean, did I mean I've got so many questions. I take it your mom and dad knew that your grandpa had passed away. Aye. So right. my granddad, he, he Jerry ran through, and my ma was just behind him. So obviously she must have been sad and stressed, and she can't keep on top of him. Aye, he's aye. just broke the news. She's like, "Don't tell him," and he's like, "Come oh. through with a pure red button thing." Pure, I need to fucking tell him. Aye, aye mate. <sighs> That's. I mean, it's funny, but it's no funny at the same time. Yeah. I get. I remember waking up. My found out my granny was dead. I woke up. And I, I could hear my sister crying, right? Think about how cold this is. And I went from my bed, what's up? My dad went, your grand's did. And just left me. <laughs> Didn't even come through and go, are you all right, son? Just left me. Like, that's my memory. Like, oh. I just remember just sort of going, just start to <laughs> greet. And then, like, I had to get up and go through for them to be like, are you all right? Just oh pure, God. what's wrong? Your grand's are like, what the fuck, man? I- Straight away, I'd be like, "Is she in the house? Like, <laughs> where is she?" <laughs> just, just hearing, hearing devastation, or in the house, and then they wonder why, like my cousin's granny. So, like on the other side, like my cousin's granny, no, my granny passed away, and she had cancer. 
she sat in the living room. It was like a really weird, surreal. Like I think maybe say I was about f seven when that that story getting shouted through, just pure cold as fuck. Deal with me, man. Um, I was maybe a year later. She was in the living room, like you know, like end of life care. What's it called? Like um, aye, aye, I know what you mean. Um, they just they had nurses pa coming. Palliative. In. Aye, palliative care. They, they had nurses coming in, but there was nothing they could do for her. Um. And she passed away and I was sitting playing Nintendo and my dad came in and was pure, all right, how's it gone? And I was pure, Greta's deed. <laughs> and I can remember getting like, my dad getting like, what the fuck? You been like that for? Like blah, blah, blah. And then I think back to the year before, I'm thinking like, well, that's what you did to me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just taking your fucking example, big man. Like, fuck You should have done that, one each. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> mean, I fucking should have, man. But one I, was, each. I was like, yeah, cunt. You fucking old bastard, man. People, Scottish people are mental with things like death, isn't it? I mean, I'm not, this is just made up, but it's like, you know, she lived in a house, saw her life, nobody loved her, she was sick, nobody cared for her. I mean, you can look back and laugh at it now, but at the time, it was fucking terrible. Yeah, like, why, Hated you look, that. Why, are you, why are you looking back and laughing now? Aye. Like, fuck's sake, man. Aye. Or I remember my, I've got a Catholic family, I've got about 65 uncles, right, for each side. One one of my other uncles died, right, and I remember saying to my brother, my brother, my uncle died, right, a couple of days later, I was waiting in a bus and I was talking to my brother, and my brother was like, ah, well, you've just got to go get on with it and all that type of shit. Uh -huh. And I remember saying to him, his fucking body's not even called yet, you cunt, like let me feel sad uh -huh. you're fucking weirdo uh -huh. like it's one of my uncles that i love he was a good guy and he died when he was a young guy Aye, mate. let me fucking grieve you fucking weirdo. Mate, i think this is a working class thing because yeah. if you go back to your grandpa he couldn't take days off work so you yeah. know we get compassionate leave i mean that's relatively new do you know what i mean so there was a part of culture that was like you need to just get up and go on with it. Yeah. But we don't live in that anymore. Like, we, <clears throat> we've got a lot of privileges and one of them is, is that if, you know, we can grieve. <laughs> is that a fucking privilege? Should, shouldn't it be? But it, it seems, you know, but I think like, my dad would have been like that, you know, you swallow it back, you push it down and you put one foot in front of the other and you keep going and it's like, I don't want to live my life like that, man. Nah. I want to feel sad. Like, I loved my granny. Yeah. And I love my mom and I love my dad. I want to feel that, like, if I don't, it's going to fucking haunt me for the rest of my life, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, um, it's the process of grief as well, you need to go through it. You need to, mate. I mean, maybe your uncle and stuff is not that bad, but your dad, you need to go through that process. I think you grief. do even people like your uncle, mate, see Aye. when you're young, like you're a wee boy, and it, it's not just losing your uncle, it's about you're realising that death's a thing, and yeah. that you're not going to be here forever, like, you're actually shot that you're going to lose everybody around about you you know what i mean and you need help to get yeah. through that shit but instead what we got was like you know old men shouting somebody's did at you fucking got on with it and you're just like Aye. you know i mean the other one that i found really funny was is that we weren't allowed to go to funerals don't know if that was the same with you if that was a catholic thing if it was just my family but like it wasn't until I, I specifically said I want to go to my granny's funeral, gonna let me go, like please, that they were like, I okay, because other than that, I wasn't getting to go. That's... I was just like, don't bring the wains, just put the wains in the room with a video, give them some sweeties, some fucking Coca-Cola, they'll be I, fine. I missed my granddad's funeral like that. I just not allowed to go. I, I don't think it's because I wasn't allowed to go, it's because my wee cousins were there, and I was three years bigger, older. Right. So I think it was like could you make sure that they're all right even though i was still 10 uh -huh. but i remember just being left in the room with a uh, nintendo and we were just like what was happening uh but i'm probably happy that i missed it i think my wee brain would have been fucking warped if i seen something like that but a funeral Aye. i don't know mate i think you get a chance to say goodbye Aye. i think there's something comforting about a funeral it's it or is there? I, I don't know. I say, I, I say to people, like, your grieving begins after the funeral. You know what I mean? That's when the reality sort of like, you, you're like, right, this is it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that I look back and I don't, I personally don't think, oh, I'm, I'm happy that I didn't go to that. Because I went to that particular granny, I really struggled with, 
I've, I've two grannies, one of them I went to the funeral, the other one I didn't. And the reason that I went to the second one was because I basically asked, like, because I didn't yeah. like the fact that I didn't get allowed to go. I don't know if it's maybe because you weren't the told that you weren't the gone, you know, you could have maybe went, I want to go and they would have let you go. Yeah. It was like a choice. Whereas I was just told and I struggled, mate. I get tunnel vision. Like I had nightmares, night terrors. I was wow. eight, I'm fucking eight year old. Do you know what I mean? And um, I remember going to the doctor and being like, my dad being like, we don't know what's going on. He's sitting saying that he's the things are really wee, but he's on. So it was strange. Like the TV, which would be like right in front of me, would be tiny. But I'd look at my horn and my horn would feel huge. It was like the perspective, of everything was really fucked up. And he said, oh, it's tunnel, that's tunnel vision. What is there anything happened? And my dad's like, well, my mom passed away. He'll grow with oh, it. Man. He'll grow with it. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, so it's strange. Horrible, isn't it? But it's because I, I, I never really, I, I, I look back at that and I think, I never really get a chance to like, say goodbye to her. It was just kind of like taken away from me in a weird uh -huh. way. And I think my sister went, my, my older sister went, but I was I was left in the house with a babysitter. A so, babysitter? Right, mate. And I remember sitting there thinking they're at my grand's funeral. Why am I not alive? Why am I not? I can remember sitting like greeting and the babysitter just being like, what the fuck is going on here? She's a young lassie, do you know what I mean? Maybe like a 15 or 16 year old lassie that's taking care of us. We guy who's just sitting greeting. That's crazy, man. So I think it's like we try and protect kids. There is no protecting a kid for that. Like, I think that you need to let them go through it. You yeah. can't be like, oh, it's all right. You know, don't, oh, we don't want to put you through that. I'm going through it, mate. Like, yeah. I'm losing my granny. Can you know, just be like. Aye, so you know? it's like you go through a <clears throat> massive thing of losing your gran, which is essentially a second more, right? hundred percent. So mate. when she dies and you're in shock, then your family say, oh, you're not allowed to grieve. So on top of you fucking grieving, it's like a lid getting pressed in. Hundred percent. We've only got an hour in the studio today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you like what you see, you can go on the coffee app and donate a coffee. It'd be very much appreciated. Share, like on your social media, send it to your pals and WhatsApp. Uh, any support at all would be appreciated. I just want to thank McTassos again this week for sponsoring the podcast. It means a lot and uh, thank you very much for, for tuning in. Take care.